Ladies and gentlemen around the world here at home, guess what? Dynasty is out right this moment. I'm Greg. I'm Matt. And we're the bottom tier guys. We got a lot to go over today. However, before we do that, we have one very important piece of information to share with everybody here. Happy Fabs giving people. Do, 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 do. Thank you, Matt. I Fabs love giving. That. That's such that a, was the song. That's such a good little tune yeah. for it. That's mm-hmm. perfect. It's like a sequel to tequila. I love that. Yeah, except just that's that's it's, Fabs giving. It's going to be the new theme song. Anywho, <laughs> uh, Fabs giving everybody because we are American and because our cultural values take precedence over everybody else's, and we, because we won the world championship. Woo! USA, USA, USA. We have invited on a very special guest as we will be doing all of this month, ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show and local luminary, Jamie Bassett, joins us again today. Jamie, what's going on, man? How y'all doing? Glad to be here. We are glad to have you. Always a fun time when we can have people drop by the old, uh, the old bottom the tier old studio here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to jump right in, right? Let's. Right. Uh, well, we were discussing, and I was like, well, we got to have to start recording because, as you guys know, like it has been a big week for Flesh and Blood. A lot of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we were just looking at the uh, the worlds. Michael Hamilton yep. taking, taking the first worlds. Jamie, like the great Jamie player let me is. stomp you really quick. Get a little closer to the mic, if you will. Got to really eat closer? that mic. Yeah. You got to yeah. yeah. really get your lips up next to it. Oh man, be a little creepy with the mic, Jamie. Oh. It's okay. How about now? That's that's good. much better. Oh, yeah. okay. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Perfect. Wonderful. So, so we were talking about Michael Hamilton taking down the first Flesh and Blood worlds. Becoming yeah. quite a household name in Flesh and Blood. Yep, he's, he uh, he's the guy at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we uh, he played Icelander every single round, right? Didn't every abandon round. her at all. Yep, uh, drafted, all that stuff. Um, but uh, one of the reasons, Jamie, not only is it Fab's giving, but we had you on the show, is you were actually at Worlds, not competing, but you played in the calling. Correct. You yeah. lucky yeah. dog. Yeah, so before we like jump into how our winner is and all that stuff and the controversy that I have... <laughs> Ooh, Even though I'm really proud Matt's of it. has got a controversy. Uh, this is going to be a spicy yeah, episode today. Um, not really controversy. Michael Hamilton, if you ever listen to this, I don't have a controversy. But we love you, I do have a point to point out. Uh, with that, uh, how was it? How was the experience? How was the whole tournament and everything? Oh, man. So uh, to give a little background, the big events I've been to is like the, the Vegas team mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the second pro tour in France, and I actually played in that. And then this, the Worlds event. And I have to say, hands down, this Worlds event was just amazing. From the players' reception ball to all the events throughout the whole thing. Like, just top-notch experience. That's awesome. What was, like, the standout part for you? Besides, like, playing and stuff, like, what was the most standout thing you saw there? Just, um... The sense of camaraderie, right? Like, all these flesh and blood players having such a big love for the game. Like, during the players' meeting, you know, James White was there. The professor from Tulare Community yeah. College was there. I got to talk to him a couple times. That's awesome. Cool. Um, but just, like, the announcement with James White, like, revealing the Weta statue for Prism, I believe. Yeah. And uh, throughout the day, like, him just walking around the convention hall, stopping and talking to people. That's so cool. It's just like, That's this incredible. is the creator of this game. And he gets to see all these people here who love his creation. Celebrating what he's kind of brought into the world. It That's must have been fantastic. Yeah. He must have been like, honestly, if I was the creator and it was like this well received and having the first rollouts, it was probably super emotional for him for oh, sure. Man. And he, uh, he was there at the uh, cosplay contest at the, on Saturday, I believe mm-hmm. with his daughter and I believe his wife. Um, but they were just like, can you imagine being that person to create this world? And then get to see it brought to life by like essentially strangers who love the work almost as much as you do. Man, that's yeah. kind of the dream. It's really actually. well in well in the heart, right? Yeah. Like I, I straight up, I like I'm, I'm sure you know during like the conferences and stuff, when we got up in front of people and when we were like actually talking about stuff. Like I 100 percent would have like started crying every time. Like right? there's no way that I would have been able to actually do it. I would have mm-hmm. just been like I would I would have passed out like 100. percent I believe that's called like winning life at that point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's been like a, it's been three years. It's been really like Talarian speaking of like right before he went to worlds and like announced he was going or his announcement video, he was talking like he did the whole clickbait thing of like, there's only two years left in flesh and blood and counting. Like he was saying, like, it's going to be a game that lasts forever. What was, 
Um, going back to that announcement, like, I don't know the details of it. Like what was announced with like Telerian? Like what, what's going on with that? So they, they left the details pretty light, but they said that flesh and blood is going to collaborate with the professor on something exclusive. Um, but that's pretty much where they left it. Mm. Just like, it's a big thing coming. Just, just enough to get people interested without giving enough away that we, we all get to start chewing over like the particular little details and stuff. Right. And, and James White also pointed out that like, um, the professor has been a big proponent and um, champion, you know, of flesh and blood with his videos and bringing people in. So he's like, we wanted to reward this by doing a collaboration with you. So that's, and like, really, that's like, really like, cool. Like, actually, like in the collectible card game space, like the professor is just he's he's kind of like on in a tier of his own. Like, there's yeah. there's us who make our own content. And there's other people like in the flesh and blood community, but overall, for like the entirety of this sort of genre of hobby, um, TCC is like one of, if not the like most well known brands, sort of going right now oh yeah um, so when, so it, it's a huge get to get him not just you know being a big proponent of the game and a big fan of where it's going and everything uh and the game itself of course but to have him actually uh put his name and put his you know his influence it, behind it like that's crazy it, it's a big deal like to me like how i kind of read it was like uh it's a big deal because like the professor is a huge also like he's a magic player he plays a lot of magic the gathering and all that stuff but like lately it's been very fascinating. Cause like uh, a lot of players that play flesh and blood came from magic. I, I would say. Yeah. yeah, totally. But also like, I feel like in recent like months, like the past few months that I've seen an increase in our community of like people being like, it's time to jump to flesh and blood because like wizards of the coast and all that stuff is just kind of, uh, doing us a little dirty over here on the magic scene. So like, it's right. kind of interesting that like the top opponent, I would say that, talks about magic that is well known in that space too is also like yeah i'm kind of putting hanging a hat a little bit over here now like that's a huge deal like for eggs in many baskets like that's huge deal for people to come over and stuff so that's crazy and and right there's no law saying that you have to only play one right right but um, (laughs) that's good (laughs) if you had to choose i mean if you want to play competitively like you put your chips in one side right Right, but but like seeing a lot more people come become interested because of that and also because of the recent things going on there which i don't i'm not experienced enough to really know but like it's pretty cool to be able to see like flesh and blood is like gaining a lot more lately with them it's a great gateway and really anything that grows the hobby is something that needs to be celebrated, whether it's a little thing, whether it's a big thing, whatever we can do to grow the community and expose people to the just the fun that flesh and blood is, the better off we're all going to be in the long run. So hats off to all of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, what what did you compete at at Worlds? Like what were your things that you went and did? So I kind of focused on commoner and blitz. Like, I, <laughs> Heck yeah, commoner. Yeah, we have a local commoner league here. Thanks for yeah. getting me prepared. Yep. Um, the, the calling, like, I wasn't very happy with my deck. I made a big change right before the tournament. I was playing Viserai, and I took out the belittles and tried that list. I'm just not happy with Viserai right now, so I kind of didn't do as well, didn't prepare mm. as well. So I was, like, straight to blitz and uh, commoner side events. I got to play in the uh, win an art book. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. Commoner event. I got to the semifinals and lost to the eventual winner, which was a heartbreaker. Oh, that hurts, man. I'm so sorry. But yeah. congrats on the semifinals. Oh, thank you. It yeah. was fun. I think you're running the Kasai deck you built, right? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. running the, the Kasai, just value, you know, block and swing, basic flesh and blood. But what was really exciting was um, that event, I believe, was on Friday. And uh, on Friday during the side events, they were handing out Dynasty Packs, which Ooh. is really cool. So we all got like a sneak peek of Dynasty. Heck yeah. Yeah, that was that was very cool of them. What a great way to drive the hype. Absolutely. Like like that. that's how you do it. You give them just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know you want to buy more of this. Exactly. Try it. If you <laughs> like it, come on back. Talk to me then. Right. On, like thinking back on it, I think we said like, oh man, they're kind of missing an opportunity by not releasing Dynasty before Worlds. But with all the things I've seen in Dynasty, it's like, Kind of makes sense why they didn't wise decision ultimately. Right. That have been like crazy, like stuff going on, like having the best players like play testing something totally new and right. And well, yeah. Fab, Fab Unsealed was doing like break boxes throughout the whole weekend. They got like a a lot of Dynasty handed to them to do uh, box breaks. So there was like 
I think it was the perfect amount of hype where it didn't detract from Worlds and the tournaments that was going on. Because, I mean, first Worlds, it's a big deal. You want yeah, it to be absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, the events are the thing. The dynasty can come later. Exactly. Yeah. But it drove enough hype. Like, you could hear through the convention hall every hour or two just the screaming of, oh, because they opened something ridiculous. Pretty sure eventually they did open the Fabled on stream. Very Yes, good. which is, uh, for those who don't know, uh, is a Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah, the boy. art is beautiful. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'd like to point out that I was 100% correct saying that CNC was getting a reprint. Yeah, I was just yeah, yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. completely yeah, off I said it when I predicted the rarity. Like 100% well, wrong. You know, it's funny because at first I was kind of let down, right? Because I was like, I was too. Oh, oh, a reprint and it's the fable slot. But then I was talking to a gentleman who had a gold foil Don Blade signed by James White playing in the of that, and I was just like, oh my. Wow. But, but Different he, level here, guys. Absolutely. But he was like, you know, it's kind of funny. Some people might look down on it because it's a reprint, but at the same time, it's a, it's a playable reprint. Like, it's a card that most decks want, whereas when you look at, like, the gems and things like that, how many people run Blood of Drakai? Super situational. Yeah. And then uh, wasn't the one in like um, Arcane, like a Viscerai specialization or something? Oh, that was Crucible. In Crucible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like it is 100% a playable card. Oh, yeah. Like I want three. Let's be honest. Yeah, Yeah, no. It's gorgeous. For real. I I just, for me, like I was kind of, when Jim was here, we talked about like, like Royal is a big thing in uh, Dynasty. And I feel like there's no, like it was like, the first reveal and there's like no royal support. Well, see, <laughs> there's really no. Well, like, honestly, like it ended up not cool. being a very big thing. You have no. you have the crown of dominance, which gives you royal. You Wh- have the which royal that, hero, but that also now just feels like a waste of equipment. Oh, right, 100%. exactly. There's no point to it. You have like three or four maybe cards which yeah. have which have additional royal effects, and yeah. then you have regicide, and that's it. So there's like seven royal I th- cards. I think it was a bait and switch, so people didn't sniff out the assassin. 100%. That's probably true. Well, people did though. <laughs> well, Eventually, but did. but it put them off for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like I can't wait to see this royal stuff. Just kidding. It's the assassin. Never mind. The emperor actually kind of sucks. But look yeah. at this guy, and he's dead. I, I, I'm still for like memes or whatever. Like I'm still gonna build like a royal deck and see how it goes. because oh, maybe I'm, there's oh, something missing. You know, like please do it. Like I like maybe there's something we're missing. You know, like oh. I mean, you run that helmet and you have enough gold for cash in once, right? I'm oh, yeah, immediately, yeah for free <laughs> so free cash is not cashin. bad right cash in the vibe baby not good, Greg. <laughs> no i yeah no it's I, not i know it's not i know unless but it's if, the first turn then you're like yeah, yeah if anyone over. can make it work though it's you thank you no 100 percent, matt you, you are a creative fella <laughs> and your deck lists are always interesting <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah that's correct have i won no <laughs> Hey, it's okay, man. You're doing all right. You're having a good time, and that makes you a winner in bottom tier's right, eyes. Right, right, right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's let's go back to the meat and potatoes. Michael Hamilton, USA, one worlds, using Icelander, America, super awesome. We're the best in the world again, like always. You know, we're on top. Sorry, know? planet Earth, <laughs> but uh, it's exciting. Like it's really, really cool. Uh, with that, here's my controversy. You ready for this? He never played a drill mine, or. Or more importantly, in Blitz, he never played um, Wesley Dong's Prism List. That Prism List was made to decimate Icelanders. So Wesley's uh, met him out there, kind of ca- became fast friends. But on day two, he uh, eight would on day two. He won the draft 3-0, mm-hmm. and then he built a Prism deck with, with help from local play- player Emmanuel um, and Spencer. They kind of put together a Prism List that preys on it, and he played... Four Icelanders and an Oldham in Blitz. Destroyed them. Easy money. That's huge. But, like, I feel like Michael Hamilton didn't get to... I'm stoked he won. And he, like, the the RNG or whatever of him, like, avoiding all that, perfect. But he missed the hard matchups. So I don't know if Icelander's really broken because, like, you don't you never got to see him versus the matchups that would be the most difficult well, for him. Well, you got to look and, like, CC what his tough matchup is Dromai, right? Mm-hmm. But what else is Dromai good against, like, favored? Dromai's favored in a lot. Is it? I'm, I'm legitimately asking. I don't yeah. play the deck, but every time I do play it as Viscerai, it's not close. 
Like you win with Viscera? Oh, yeah. Vis is a good matchup into Dromai if you can keep her from getting the dragons out and building up that AB. Right. Honestly, so it, that it, makes sense. It does depend on the player, but I feel like Dromai doesn't have a weakness. It, Dromai doesn't have any like <laughs> really like super explicit like she's really bad against this sort of deck. She's nice and like right in the middle where she can go kind of either way. Depending on whether you build it like to be really ally heavy or to go really tall and you play a little bit more like Prism. So like I just can't. No way, dude. It's an illusionist. Dude. Anybody who like packs breakers like but, Guardian. But you also dude, then see, have it, the semblance and ghostly touch to be able to avoid see, it. Exactly. And then you just put that out there to scare the people of not popping any of Like it happens to me more often than not is like the ghostly touch is just a f- like, I don't even use it to like do the whole ability. It's just to freak out the guardian to not pop my dragons. Psyops. That and, works. And then you go like, cool, now I have a billion dragons. Like, it works. Oh, like, man. It works. Like That's it, spicy. It's really spicy. Like, it's because there's so much to think about. So I think, I don't think Jeremiah is the top deck by any means, but I do think, like, like we saw one make it to the whatever, but, like, I'm surprised that, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't used more. Like, I feel like there's a huge counter to Icelander, yeah, the, and I'm the, so surprised that The biggest thing with Dromai is Dromai is extremely situational. Yeah. And because of that, you don't have the consistency you necessarily right. need. Right. So I'm not surprised we didn't see a lot of Dromai at Worlds. I think that in the next six months or so, we're going to see her start to float up a little bit, um, especially as, like heroes like Briar and stuff get closer and pass into living legend, <laughs> which never happened, which is kind of crazy, which yeah. didn't, which is insane. But, uh, especially like when that sort of stuff happens and we start seeing a little bit less fear from the rune blade class, I think that Dromai is going to get pretty good actually. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think she's a terrible hero at all. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it also, that is the RNG of a card game, right? You dodge your bad matchups and you make top eight. <laughs> right, right. But also, like, I, I mean, Michael Hamilton probably has a way to win. and He, he probably would have won no matter what. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to say that for sure. Yeah. However, it's just, like, interesting, like, we, like, he didn't get to, like, he didn't, he kind of avoided the hard matchups. Like you said, he avoided the prism. He avoided the stuff that would be hard for. And don't for forget, that. he squeaked in on eighth seed. Yeah. Like, it was close. Yeah. So... But good, like, I'm stoked. Like, it, everyone saw it, like, said Michael Hamilton's going to win it, and sure enough, he did, and it was like, that's awesome. Congrats. That's incredible, and I'm stoked. You're the first world champion. So now yeah. we just have to beat Icelander, and that's, like, the question is, like, like we like we hear that it's the most broken deck. Like, what's, what's going to happen? Like, what okay. do we have to do to beat him? Here's a foolproof way to beat a guy playing Icelander. All right, you ready for this? First turn. You just smack him in the face and you run away. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, right. I mean, that's kind of what we're at right now. Because, like, I don't know about you guys. I hate playing against Ice. Oh, yeah. I it, absolutely it is frustrated. it. Um, and Icelander in particular, because it's so difficult to stack up the AB and because it requires the, uh, the investment of resource every turn to block that damage, it gets really freaking annoying, especially... Jamie, you, you'll relate to this because you also play Runeblade. I play Runeblade a lot, and Runeblade tends to be pretty red heavy. So yeah. it's, you know, block three arcane. Okay, cool. I have one card in my hand now, and now I can't do anything. Wonderful. So ice is super, super annoying. I don't know if anything is, like, clearly, like, this is 100% what you play against this type of deck every single time against it, but eventually... And again, I think in the next six months or so, we're going to find some people coming up with really interesting ways to sort of work around that Mm -hmm. and start to threaten a little faster before they can get the momentum going. Right. Uh, One thing is like we could see a potential ban, right? Like um, the Storm Striders in CC like they did in Blitz. I don't know. It's hard to like say what they will do or what they won't do. But the, the, the issue with the deck right now or one of the issues in CC's particularly is once you hit like 16 life they can just kill you yeah if you done. ever don't have a hand with storm striders they could just like emeritus waning moon and there's something else involved but it's just like bam 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 you're dead yeah and that's like 16 health is uh, it's a lot know, of a health. third of that's, your that's health basically half your life still remaining mm-hmm Maybe, like, we need to start running Spell Void to prevent that. Oh, but, God, uh, please don't. I know, like, it's just I, it's I desperately do not want to break the spell phrase out. Yeah. Just, they're awful. I hate the spell fray equipment. I mean, they did add a new Spell Void or spell whatever in the Dynasty. Yeah, I, so. Why? 
Hey, I'm not going to lie. Just to get the full suite, you know? And Blitz, it's amazing. Yeah. Blitz lasts 10 minutes. Exactly. You got two turns, and if you just, like, wear Spell Void, and you're like, ah, your first wizard turn does nothing, and then you just kill them in a turn. So great. Yeah, because you can't get down to that low HP. But they also ban Stormstriders and Blitz. But, I mean, Michael Hamilton still, I don't know. That'd it's be a, interesting. It's an interesting time, whatever way you cut it in if, Flesh and Blood. If they get rid of the, if let's say they get rid of Storm Striders, like, I think I, it'll still be a great deck. It's still gonna right, be, yeah. but, but it's like also getting rid of a legendary for. Uh, that's the hard yeah. part, right? Yeah, um, it just kind of like makes you feel sad. And maybe that's why they blend Bandit and Blitz though, is to like test the waters and see how it goes. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, given the reaction everybody had after they nixed it in Blitz. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen if they nix it in CC. No. Or like maybe they maybe they ban Chilling Ice Vein. Maybe they do. Maybe. But, but that's a common. That's like, I don't know how many they run, but probably the blues and reds. But, so that's like six cards. That but I don't, know how, much. I don't know how that announcement would be either. It's like, look at this guy who won Worlds. Congrats. We're banning this. <laughs> Nobody ever gets to win with this again. Well, I think it's more than that because even Michael Hamilton himself said he felt Icelander was the most broken flesh and blood deck he's ever yeah. played. But, like, and, but really like, even the most broken, quote unquote, it's not really that broken. It like it's it's definitely you know, like yeah. on the tip top of like the quality of deck that you can pull out of it. But there are still ways to work around it. Well, right. That's like saying um, uh, Seed's Chain wasn't broken because you could win with Prism. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, 100%. so you know, <laughs> seeds, but it's also saying it like Prism wasn't yeah. broken because you got the instant that forces everyone to stop their turn. You know? Right. Yeah. So exactly. What I'm saying is. Please bring Chain back. Bring Chain back. There you go. We need a new Shadow Rune Blade, everybody. Please, for me and Jamie. Yeah. For me and Jamie. The next set. The next set I will be called Flesh and Blood. For me and Jamie. For me and Jamie, yeah. The the Greg and Jamie set. Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I'm willing to wager the next set is Light and Shadow. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. They, uh, I, I forget exactly who... Uh, who broke this, but I'm pretty sure it was White who said it. In 2023, they're coming out with New Light Illusionist and Shadow Rune Blade. Yes, yes, he to did. To bring those back into uh, into cycle. I'm super excited about that. Me kind too. Kind of hoping we get Lord Sutcliffe. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That'd be good. Spice. Right? I was thinking Viscerai is going to be Shadow Rune Blade now. This might go. They they might do a reprint of this. Would they keep the same ability, though? It would. It, no, no, no. Look, I wouldn't think so. Viscerai is going to resurrect Kasai. Because Sai will be the Shadow Rune Blade. And then Viscerai will become a Necromancer? Yeah. Oh. Dude. You figured it out, Matt. You figured it out. We uh, we have special agents from LSS happens, dropping if that in happens, right now. If that happens, I'll you know? buy you dinner if that happens. Oh, a, a couple of dinners. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that, that's worth at least... 1.5 dinners? 1.5, yeah. Could you imagine... Could you imagine a room blade Lumina Ascension essentially? <laughs> That'd be fucking Yeah, weird. I can, and I want <laughs> oh, it, Matthew. I don't think that's the first curse word. I'm so very sorry, everyone. That was the first curse word I did. And Matt puts a quarter in the swear jar. <laughs> Man. No, I mean like on our podcast ever. I think I just No, we, we we a hundred percent I've done most of it. Okay, cool. Well then never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's like it's interesting too, the new light illusionist card, like uh transforms a spectral shield like yeah. a dragon does at, with ash, and the the ally has ward, like ward four on yeah. it. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a way they're going to balance the new Light Illusionist because now Wizard can fight it. I just throw 10 Arcane at you and kill all your allies because you don't have AB10. Maybe. Yeah. Like if, if if they basically just like, if they do a, like Dromai basically, it's if they swap out the Draconic for the Light. Yeah. Or maybe not even make them Phantasm when they attack, but ha- make them have Ward. So if you just like send a big attack at your opponent or you have like a Pummel or something and you just blow up their board while damaging them, like that's a good way to balance yeah well it might just be i like i honestly i think the next illusionist the light illusionist is going to be yellow based again probably probably but i do think we're going to get a normal illusionist class or something like it to just be blue illusionist like i think we're going to get one because you're right we have red and yellow yellow, yellow. we have to have a blue one now at this point Mm -hmm. and figure that out which would be check me on this so crazy dual class illusion guardian think no think about it what Think about Why it. Why those classes? Uh, a lot of blues. Then Matt gets his blue illusionist. And you get a guardian. Oh, touche. Right? And then it actually synergizes really nicely with what guardians want to do anyway. The really resource-heavy sort of attacks and, and defensive strategy. I, I'm legitimately salty about the dual class thing. Because I bet my buddy in France that the Emperor was going to be a runeblade. Because he was a wizard with a sword. And I was like, this guy's a runeblade. He's like, alright, bet. Comes out. 
wizard warrior. Which is basically the same thing. I was like, what's a rune blade, bro? And he's like, not a wizard warrior because it says wizard warrior. Technically, you're correct, (laughs) but I hate it. Exactly. Lost five bucks on that. Thanks, James White. James White, you owe Jamie five (laughs) dollars. If you ever listen to this podcast, uh, we will accept it via post. (laughs) I'll just take a signature on something. Sign my soul shackle. But it, it's exciting time. Like re- literally, like as you guys are listening to this, Dynasty's not out yet, but it or Dynasty's not out for us, but it's out for you, which is very exciting. So Future right. You is enjoying that set, which is really really stoked uh, and excited right now, and we're jealous of you, deeply jealous. But we're there's a lot of cool events going on this weekend. Uh, they have a special like Blitz event going on for Dynasty, where right you, the Super Armory, yep, the Super Armory, where they have the Regicide full art cards, so, which is gorgeous. So you want some controversy, actually? Yeah. So uh, I was trolling the Twitter the Ooh, other day, trolling as I do sometimes, uh, and I came across uh, this fellow who owns uh, an LGS. Yeah. And uh, he was he was venting a little bit about some of uh, some of the LSS business practices. And it turns out that in his situation, and this is purely like secondhand. I read it on literally Twitter. So take this well salted, guys. Um, But apparently (laughs) well salted, salted. not just with a little salt, like shake, shake the shaker, like put some salt on this. Um, But apparently when uh, LSS came out originally for like the dynasty stuff, they're like, no, 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 we're not going to do anything special for it. You just give away, you know, the, the regular armory stuff. And then after the signups had closed for it, they came out and said, oh, never mind. We're going to have release specific stuff that we're sending out. So he couldn't go back then and sign up for it. He didn't want to sign up for it if it wasn't going to have anything special. He was just going to run a normal event. So the question now is, first of all, can we sort of trust this? And second of all, is LSS actually like trolling people with this? Like, are they saying, no, 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 nothing's going to happen. Wait to see who they get to sign up and then going, lol, nope, and sending out the nice stuff to like drive up the the value of it or something? Like, My question is, why wouldn't you sign up for it? Does it cost money? As a, I don't think it does. The, L- the, the armory kits are free. I don't know how it works. Yeah. I'm like, unaware of the actual mechanics of all that, not being an LGS guy myself. Guys, if anyone listening to this runs a game shop, please let us know what the actual like backroom stuff is about this. We would love to know like mechanically how this stuff works. To be honest, I don't think LSS... Uh, so I think it deserves grace. Like LSS is its own company and it's new. Like it's fairly new. Yeah, right? three years is nothing. Three business. like no, once you hit that five years, you kind of finally know what the heck you're doing. And you especially your feet like under you at that point, especially with the reveal of Dynasty, and I think a lot of people moving forward, I don't think they realized how much hype they would get for the new Assassins class and like the stuff they're revealing. And so like I'm sure like they got the reaction like oh we should do something then, and then they go out there and do that. And so they're trying to figure out that way of like not being too spoilery because you always, you do have the people that have uh, local game shops that drop information before it's supposed to come out sometimes oh, yeah. where they're 100%. like, yeah, so, that's, that's a good take. Yeah. So if they, if they give the regicides out and they have their kit and they know about it ahead of time, right. That something special is going to happen. Some shop will be like, Oh, it's an assassin class and then it ruins their momentum of being able to have a proper reveal just kills the hype so it makes sense of why like in my opinion to be able to do that and also they got to figure out the best way to be able to go about it like like maybe it's like hey if you want to sign up for this every store has to sign an nda yeah but that's just a a logistical nightmare right and then how do you track down a rumor on the internet all it takes is someone telling their friend to snap a picture of their computer screen. Yeah. Or an employee, it's an employee at the shop and they like open it and they'd be like, Oh, I'm a fan. And it's not even the shop owner. So it's not the shop owner's fault. And then it shows up on Reddit and everyone's like, Oh my God. So it's just, I, yeah, it's, it's a nightmare, but also it makes sense because they had like, they had worlds going on. They had to do a reveal to get everyone hyped. They couldn't reveal too much information or it might get leaked out. Like it makes sense in that, in that sense. But I also see the frustration of the LGS side too of being like, what? Just sign up. All you have to do, sign up for the main events because if you think your local players are going to be hyped, then just do it and don't even like fret. Yeah, like there wasn't a lot of local game stores that signed up for it around here for whatever reason. But it's also the same weekend as a Magic. I I was just going to mention that. That's probably why people aren't Mm -hmm. signing up for it because MTG is dropping stuff at the same date. Right. Well, this is like... November is like a logistical release nightmare. Cause I feel like for not nightmare, but like for the nerd, 
this month is like freaking Christmas. There's a lot going on, man. This is the Christmas month because it's like, cool, we got uh, video games coming out that I'm I'm hyped for that I'm going to be spending time on. Pokemon. That and... Uh, others and I was like I was God trying not to be God of War, uh, and then like they got uh, books coming out like that are like here for the holiday season, and then you have like the trading card game. You're like, man, my wallet feels empty. You know, like, my wallet doesn't just feel empty. It definitely yeah. is. Oh yeah. So it's it's interesting, but I don't think it's LSS's fault. They wanted to try to keep it under wraps, and that makes no sense. totally absolutely. So, and mm-hmm. and like I'm actually like debating driving the hour to the one place around here that's doing an, an armory for Dynasty purely because the Regicide card is gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, oh yeah. so you guys don't know, but uh, at Worlds every day, James White would go up to the podium with a stack of Regicide maps. Please don't, please don't, and say, "Line up." And you could talk to me, and I'll sign one and give you one for free. Uh, yeah, almost everyone in my group got one. I didn't, but nice. <laughs> yeah, just like Regicide Matt signed by James White, handed out. That's so for free, cool. and you get heart. to talk to him. That breaks my heart. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm oh. so happy for everybody who got to go and got. We're, to we're going. That. We're going to be going next. Like next year yeah, is next bottom year. Bottom tiers ramp up is next year. You'll see us at Colin. Hundred percent, guys. Yeah. We're, we're calling it right now. Bottom tier next year at Worlds. We're running the commoner. One of us will be there, yeah. Oh, that is such a good idea, you guys. Right? Run a massive, the Commoner Cup comes to a calling near you. Yeah. Right? James White, hit us up. Ooh. Mm, got chills a little bit. Yeah. World's Commoner Cup presented by Bottom Tier. It just looks like crap. I would love that. Hey, no, absolute garbage. Like, literally, we would go to a party city right before and get those, like, cheapy vinyl, like, tablecloths and, like, <laughs> No, the trophy. The tro- like, we're going to go all out on the other oh, stuff. Uh, but the trophy has to remain The, the trophy will just oh, be, yeah. like, a poorly carved piece of wood that we half-assed, like, spray-painted. Like, here you go. Congratulations. Good job, guys. You're, under, you're underselling my trophy. Here's, here's, here's your <laughs> cold foil quelling slippers. Have a good day. <laughs> Honestly, cold foil silver. Now everyone will want. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You know, frankly, the only thing that I want is the cold foil rune chant, like that. Look, there's a cold foil rune chant. Yeah. Oh like, wait, no, you have the other thing. I have a cold foil soul shackle. Soul I didn't shackle. see a rune chant. It again. I wasn't there. My information comes from Twitter, so please. Oh, apply I th- some salt. I think people were talking about the soul shackle because it's new. It just it just came out. Were they worlds. talking about the shackle? Because because yeah. I want the shackle too. Oh, dude, I worked so hard. I earned that with tickets in in Blitz with chain. I was like, I'm gonna earn this soul shackle with chain, and I did. Well done. You're doing all of us proud, Jamie. Yeah, super excited about that. Chain gang represent. Chain gang. Chain gang. Yes, those are the words, Matt. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever played Chain in your life? Mm. No. Really? Once, actually. We swapped decks once, like three or four months ago. (laughs) When it first started? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) You were like, this sucks. You didn't like it at all. My brain works different, guys. Come on. Judgment. So so I've been playing a tall viscerai here lately, (laughs) which is an interesting way to do it. A tall viscerai? Tall vis. Mm I'm... <clears throat> I'm off the viscera hat train, to be honest. Uh, you know, my honestly, since Chain got banned, I I, I just want to play Chain, guys. Me too. Like, viscera was a poor replacement for v- Chain. This is fine, but... I mean, he's fine. Exactly, he's fine. He doesn't get to draw two hands a turn, which is kind of mediocre. Is there a reason why both of you aren't playing Briar? Briar's fine. Briar's a red line deck, which is not my fancy. Mm. I want blues in my deck. Maybe I also, I, this may be a slightly controversial take. I'm not in love with the elementals. I don't love fusion as a mechanic, and I don't like having to have like six different card types in your deck in order to make it function. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think elementals is kind of like I've been playing for a couple what like months, and now I'm, I understand it kind of. Kind of exactly. Which, I mean, yeah. I, I play Oldham in CC these days, which, you know. I know exactly. That is exactly the reaction I get from everybody when I mention that. So I'm not a. My reaction is like, "That's awesome, man." I'm I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm proud Matt, of you. I love you, man. Your reaction to everything is basically, "Hey, good job, buddy." That's awesome. Yeah, that exactly. So I'm really he's, pumped for you. He, he's basically a golden retriever in human form. It's phenomenal. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a great hype man. He really is. Yeah. I like. Hype. Why, do, why do you think I keep him around for like the podcast and what? Obviously, his good looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys can't tell, but. But seriously, <laughs> if, if I'm dashingly handsome, if, if you ever saw Matt in real life, like your eyes would bleed. He's yeah. he's he's so like it's hard to wake up and look at myself in the mirror. He's not called Christ for nothing. 
It's a fun little nickname. Don't ask questions, guys. Please don't. Christians who listen to this, we're so sorry. That's my last name. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't mean to blaspheme. That's my real last name. There you go. That's it's on his driver's name. license. Yeah, yeah. We promise. <laughs> what a way this podcast has gone. Yeah, this is nuts. See, this, this is why I like when Jamie comes down, because we, we end up just going off on some fun tangents. We, we crack some beers. We get yeah, on some tangents. Full, full disclosure, great. a little alcohol has been consumed. This is the 21 and over edition of the bottom tier. Um, so we're just, you know, we're just friends hanging out, having fun, talking about cards, which is the entire point of this podcast. Right. right. And it's, it's great. Like I, where flesh and blood is right now is exciting this weekend. Everyone should be out there having some fun and doing a lot of cool stuff, opening some packs, which I'm really, really pumped for. So what's, what's next? Like what, I feel like this is a turning point of everyone being able to take a breath and make some changes. Like literally last night was the first night in a while where like I was trying to fall asleep or I guess this morning, I guess my schedule's weird, but trying to fall asleep. And all of a sudden my brain's like, what kind of deck are you going to make with these new dynasty cards? Like I started oh, thinking of like, like, am I going to make a Rackney or am I going to update something else? Like, what am I hyped for? Like, so what are you guys like, what are you the most accept like to make right now? Like out of all the things you've seen, Ooh, where, what are your thought process on, on decks that you're going to make? So like right now I, I have three that I kind of want to build. Yeah. I, I want to build an Arachne deck because I think that it's just super interesting. It's a new hero. Play around with it. The field is wide open. Nobody knows what's going to happen right now. Yeah. So Arachne is definitely on the list. Um, I want to build uh, a new mechanologist one, a more of an item heavy oh, yeah. one oh, yeah. to like take advantage of, of, of the nitro mechanoid uh, and see if that's a viable strategy, even if it's not enforcing it, but we're going to find out if it works or not. Um, and then honestly, the one that I've been working over the most is trying to figure out how to make the crouching tiger ninja build yep. really effective because I think that could be just the shot in the arm that the class kind of needs because it's really, it's become kind of orthodox. If you play a ninja, you play super aggro, you either play, you know, draconic if you're playing Fi, or you play combo if you're not playing Fi, basically. And there's only really those two ways to do it. I think the Crouching Tiger is going to come in and it's going to sort of shake that up a little bit. Um, and I, I think it's going to sort of bring like Iroh or Benji back up a little bit, give them a little bit more breathing room. I play Iro a lot. I really like Iro. Okay. I think it's going to help Benji a lot. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to help Benji too, which I have such a soft spot for Benji. I don't know why. I've played him twice in my life. <laughs> I I don't really love his hero ability or his signature weapon or anything, but I just I just like the dork. Oh, yeah. He's super interesting. You can like tell he's got a niche. Just people haven't quite figured it out. With the, what exactly with the, it is. Yeah. With the banning of the uh, Pouncing Lynx helmet, he kind of got... Yeah, you kind of got shafted a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just super excited about Arachne. I want to try that deck out. The play style seems very, like, mid-range tempo-y. Yeah. You know? And um, we'll see how it does, if it can actually compete in this day and age with, like, hyper aggro or ice. Yeah. But it seems Which, fun. Maybe, maybe not. Like, I don't know about Arachne yet. I, I think we're, I think we're all in the same boat on Arachne. Like I I want to make the deck. I'm excited for the Assassin's class and be able to see what kind of clever things I could do because the community's kind of hit and miss. Like ah, oh, it's not going to be that good. But I think like you can get some good good stuff going and overflowing with it with some creative builds. So I'm excited to see those builds. Uh, and like you, uh, since I already own all the ninja stuff, I was like, cool. Like now I'm gonna freaking take uh, Katsu and play him in CC and try it out. You know, like I feel like his his boots are actually going to be really, really good now with all the, the tiger stripe stuff and like, uh, the ninja, like majestic boots. And so I think it's gonna be cool. So I think we have a lot of cool, like decks we'll go for. And of course I'm going to make a Royal Leviah because I feel like that's, gonna Oh, be you have to, she like, is loyal or royalty. It's royalty. 100%. And also it's going to be like, this is really bad. <laughs> Honestly, like Royal variants of every single hero. Let's get Royal Arachne right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. That's actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know if that would function. He like assassins guys like is this my crown? No, seriously, literally, like in the regicide art, Emperor is dead at Arachne's feet, and he's holding the crown. Puts it on Royal Arachne. There I you am go, the Captain. Now, exactly. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's not going to work. I honestly, <laughs> I think the reason I'm obsessed with Royal is I just want someone. I want to verse an Arachne and just get assassinated. And be like, Dude, oh. really, like. 
if if somebody pulled a regicide on me, I'd be thrilled. Like, me too. I want to. I'm not even salty about this. And I want to. And I want to see it done right because I'm also yeah. going to full block you. You know what I'm saying? Right. right but right, I also right. want to see you be like good because I already I'm pushing like 15 damage, which can't be full blocked or whatever. You know. Right. But I mean, Royal Levia has the carrying husk, so that carrying husk. That's a good point. <laughs> Feel like. Like you lost. Sorry, team. <laughs> Chains closed, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm super excited for this set. I, I feel like it's going to be like a whole like like a new chapter in Flesh and Blood, as like cliche a thing that it is that is to say. It really feels like sort of a watershed moment. Like we've had the last three years or so, we sort of figured out the basic functionality of the card game. We kind of have established communities and stuff. And now it's time we've built the foundation and now it's time to really start taking off. And I think dynasty is the first step in the game really taking off and getting crazy. And the art, I must say like the art, feels like a whole like it does feel different for some it's, reason i feel like it's a step up yeah the yeah. art is a step up and it's, it's like just epic it's polished and... the whole set from top to bottom is just beautifully polished yeah it's and you love to see cool. it and i mean from a design standpoint if they can sneak in an entire adult class with 40 supporting cards and a supplemental set yeah like they've definitely stepped up their their game when 100%. it comes to the sets yep mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything people were guessing like people did think a star of a show was going to happen right like they were yeah. already trying to make a pattern of that like even us like i thought we would get a new kano for sure especially with the band like oh, yeah. there's a new right, kano coming right. like and he's going to be too op for storm striders but turns yeah. out it could have been the emperor or the emperor being op yeah, yeah. Maybe. Oh, I, I really kind of hoped the emperor was going to be OP because like you don't become we don't know yet the emperor. Yeah. I without mean, being OP now pure armchair like prognosticating here. I don't think the emperor is going to be worth anything like like practically. I, I think his decks are kind of going to suck and you got to pull it. It's legendary. Well, I mean, if you get to like do a red non attack or a red attack into a red non attack and maybe throw a weapon in before or after if you get go again, like that's just a rune blade. Like, like if you're like scar for a scar, red zap. So your split damage between physical and arcane, mm-hmm. like the Icelander list that's yeah. so hard mm-hmm. right now. And uh, you have on demand CNC when you need it. Like it doesn't seem terrible. Not terrible, but not great. True. Cause Icelander will just ice him into oblivion. <laughs> Here's six yeah. frostbites. Have a good day. Yeah. But I mean, you have your go again daggers too, so you could be like, weapon attack, go again. Like and see, this, that's that. the biggest right. thing about the emperor because he has the two completely different pools of card to play with. The different builds you can do with it are flipping crazy, as long as of course you stick to your reds. So there's a lot of flexibility in it, which is the heaviest. So like, if you're blocking the one, you'll need to make sure you block for four if they have an attack reaction. But they could have like two in there, and you don't know what way they're running. So it's going right. to be a more of a bigger mind game at the end of the day of like what kind of wizard it's almost it's 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 almost sort of like what they were i think they were trying to do with like shiana like you're never quite sure how much warrior and how much wizard you're gonna get so you're never quite able to anticipate you know what they're gonna have what you're gonna have to respond to so it's just like it's a whole nother level of of the psyops like and i'm new guys i don't know if we've mentioned this before but matt and i we haven't been in this hobby for a super long time so I could a hundred percent be completely off base I think, here. I think we have now, to be honest. Yeah, I feel, I feel <laughs> have like we? you guys like, have been here for a minute. Can now. we six can months we actually yeah. say yeah. that we're not newbies anymore? I think yeah. six months constitutes not a newbie. All right, anymore. sweet. So I'm barely not a newbie, everybody. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Whatever. Go to more events, Greg. <laughs> this maybe, is a call out. Yeah, maybe Matt's 18 not a new wins and 17 events, Matt. All right, I'm doing just fine. I should look at my stats because it's probably like 50 something events. <laughs> Does it tell you that? Yeah, if, uh, if if you go on uh, fabtcg.com and log in and look at your profile, it'll tell you how many events and how many wins. Oh, man, I, everyone's doing it. It'll, oh, yeah. it'll also get, uh, you can also check your like ELO I rankings. Still, I still and, got an event up from Worlds. Heck yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> table 319, Jamie. You better get back to San Jose. All right. Uh, 464 wins in 187 events. Okay, well, so Jamie's a little bit better than I am, which I think we all knew. Almost 3x average, almost. I mean, I'm I'm not super shocked by that. <laughs> I got to 
remember my password. That's enough. My 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 actual rated is terrible. Well, twenty one wins and nine rated events, but my elos are garbage tier. I'm not a I'm not a good competitive player. Apparently, my entire life just ended. <laughs> I I don't believe that, Jeremy. Honestly, mostly because like we we've played against each other like three or four times at events, and they've almost always been chain mirror matches. Yeah, I don't. And you've beaten me every time. I think I just choke if it's like a calling or bigger. I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. Oh, the stage fright. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's I, tough. Like it's it's a whole different world. But you know, between going to your locals with your friends and going to France with right? a thousand people you've never met before. Yeah, like it's crazy. entirely different worlds. I totally derailed this entire thing. Now everyone's well, checking well, there. Oh, we're, no, buying, we're buying time for Matt to look up. Uh, his exactly. I forgot my password. This is going to take up too All right. Long. So oh, no. we'll, we'll get back to the point that I was making originally, if I can remember yeah, what yeah. that point was. Um, you were, you were saying you're not sure if you're going to be accurate judging the emperor. Yeah, I, I'm really not because given sort of the wide pool, there's synergies that I am a hundred percent unaware of. Right. Like I've, I've never, I, I don't know a lot of the cards in like Arcane or Crucible, the stuff that dropped a little bit before I got into it. Uh, so and all the wizard cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And those two sets especially are going to have huge impact on what the Emperor is able to do. So it's 100% possible I'm just not seeing something. But right. from what I do see, I see him being like sort of lower mid-tier in Blitz. Like not amazing, but not bad you know right. and with like all red he's gonna be fragile as a butterfly yeah, exactly like it, it's you're gonna have to play him super aggro because you're not gonna be able to stop that much right. you're going and especially up against like an ice pairing one frostbite and your entire turn is done oh yeah you just fold yeah you're right for sure it's gonna be rough especially if it's like four four frostbites would be the worst right i do that with five if i have four frost, i'm like yeah pass. Oh, four frostbites reminds me of last night yeah you're welcome mm. mm-hmm. we i played icelander against uh, oh nice okay yeah, yeah yeah it was gross so many frostbites every turn in commoner yeah it's just like oh have some more this time it's only two. Oh, start of your turn just kidding there's a third yeah it's like, no. <laughs> it, was really, your arsenal. it was rough because you could go off soul shackle and yeah it was gross god i miss going to commoner it was gross it was so I was trying to win. I was trying to shout out to Jim, our guest last week, but he was like, uh, I'm saving Icelander for Connor Cup. So I was trying to win. So he didn't have Icelander for Connor Cup. (laughs) See the mind games, man. Oh, that reminds me. I was was actually making a point earlier. So like, as far as I see it, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just barely not a newbie, but there are sort of like three layers to the game. There's the basic mechanical layer where you're, you know, the the difference between like an attack action and not attack action. Yeah. There's the point where you sort of graduate from just getting like the turn order down and passing priority and stuff. And you get to starting to anticipate what the other person is doing. And then you get to sort of the third layer where you start to influence what the other person is doing, right? rather than just understand it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like cards like the emperor operate at that third level way more than like any other one, because you are not sure what they're going to do. You then have to start, you know, drawing conclusions based on what equipment they're running or what their first turn shows. So it ends up being more of a mind game class than anything else. Right. But the question is, can it still push out damage through those mind games? Right. Maybe I'm hoping because it's like if you see the emperor, you're gonna run AB, right? You have to. So what if they're just like a, like a warrior? pure warrior build? Yeah. yeah. Or it, it, well, the well, inverse of that, you assume that they're not going to run any arcane, and so you leave the AB behind and like a pure wizard build. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be interesting. I like it because it's just gonna be making you guess every single move they do, which is good. So I think it's cool to kind of show that dynasty decided to kind of go back to like. You're going to have to think about what you're going to do against these heroes. The, right. the orthodoxy is getting shaken up. Where, yeah. and, and I, I except about, for Yoji. Which except is, for Yoji, which, yeah. oh, my poor big boy. Night heroes in this set? Hmm? I, I forgot about Yoji. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most people did. It's because he's trash. Yeah. <laughs> he looks cool. But he's really cool. Like, yeah, PVE yeah, yeah. cannot come fast enough, I yeah. think is the ultimate point. But so I, I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I, I feel like, 
things have sort of settled down into an orthodoxy. Like there's a certain way to play this character, to play this hero. And if you're not playing it that way, you're not going to have the consistency to pull the wins out. And there's a little room for creativity. Like you can scooch around it a little bit, but you know, if you go tall viscerai, like good luck. If you go, you know, back in the day, you could run a turtle ninja. If you go turtle ninja today, right? Exactly. If you tried to pull a turtle katsu out now, you just get wrecked. And I, I think that brings up a good point too. When we were talking about like, not doing so well in these bigger events is, is, is there is a different way to play. Like the most thing I know, the thing I noticed the most when I went to like France is people block in this game completely differently at those big events than they do locally. People, people locally are more lackadaisical, you know, they'll trade big damage for big damage, but like at big events, a lot of the people that I've played and had close games with, but lost, they know when they need to fold them, sort of, and just, mm-hmm. like, full block an arsenal of card. It's, it's worth it to give up the hand in order to prevent the damage to have a turn next turn. Exactly. Or which, not even just have a, two setup turns where it's, like, full block, full block, and or whatever. Yeah, so you wait have for your five opportunity. Cards, yeah. Yeah. Your guardian ends up with six seismic surges, and suddenly you're freaking out. Yeah, and that's something that you just have to learn through doing, but if your local meta does it a certain way, where are you going to learn it? You know, unless you're part of a team or you go to these big events and get squashed a couple times. That's why it's so important to get new players excited in the game because everyone's brain thinks a lot differently and they see things a lot differently and, and uh, challenge you in a different way. Like I remember my first time playing uh, Bolton at like a, at Smashbox or whatever. I was versing um, the Alex there or whatever uh, as for my first opponent. uh, Alex Vor? No. Alex um, Mayhop? The guy who works there. Not, oh, no. oh, Alex, Smashbox Alex. Yeah, yeah. Smashbox Alex. Sorry, sorry, I don't know your last name. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but anyway, that was versus Smashbox Alex. Yeah, he yeah. was playing Dory, and I was playing Bolton, my first ever. Well, I didn't have, I didn't have any idea what any of these cards were. I was just throwing together like stuff that my friend had extra laying around. So I'm running Bolton with like, oh, I got Blade Runner and this and all this stuff. Which oh, is oh, you not, made a Warrior Bolton. Like I made a Warrior oh, Bolton. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, that's all I have. I didn't have a lot of light hero stuff, and so. Because it was so different, it was like, cool, my first match, I got you down to like one HP because it was like, I wasn't expecting this for Bolton. Right, yeah, right, because yeah, yeah. you, you changed the way it played. Yeah. Mind game. Because it's totally different Psy-ops. type of thing. So new players are good because they're going to play it in the way they have access to and they don't know the game 100%. And then all of a sudden it's like something new was discovered, right? So, right. Yeah. Where your Bolton is where it's at. <laughs> it's I wish Bol- people would see past the Luminara combo. Because I think Warrior Bolton is a fine deck. Yeah. People are just like Luminaris or Go Home, which I mean, you play it, but like. You put maybe one or two. I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's still a great card. You run a three of yeah, I mean, yeah. Lumina is one of the best cards in the game. Like, it's beautiful. Right. It's wonderful. But the problem is that most people build the deck around that, and having a single point of failure in your deck is how you sacrifice consistency exactly. for cool fact. And when you know how to counter Lumina or block it or. Figure- oh, I got Banish him with Arachne? Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That going to feel so good. I'm so ready. So gross. But so like, and, and that goes back to a thing that Matt and I talk about a lot on this is that th- there's no wrong way to play these really. Like creativity is an inherent part of the game. Deck building is an inherently creative activity. Right. Just because there is a quote unquote optimal way to do it doesn't mean that a quote unquote suboptimal way isn't going to have an outsized effect because people are expecting the optimal. But that's right. how things get discovered too. Like exactly. Because right? like the Icelander build before Michael Hamilton, for example, was like purely like super frost heavy wizard and they weren't really diving into the battle mage. Like people knew mm-hmm. about the battle mage because that's how you usually ran Icelander before the, all the cards came out for Icelander. You're doing like right. fire breathing with all that stuff. And then people kind of were just like, Oh, we'll go now to this. We have all the support, support now. So we'll just play it as a straight wizard. Right. And so going back to that and yeah. like having those things really shook it up. Yeah. And it, it just wasn't good enough at that point, mm-hmm. you know, um, even with the battle mage with like the people were onto it with the fire breathing and stuff, but there just wasn't, it was missing like a card, like ice vein, chilling ice vein yeah. is an amazing card. But, um, it, may, it makes sense to try it. And then at the end of the day, too, you got to remember, it is a card game with RNG. Sometimes you will play perfectly, your opponent will make a dozen mistakes, in your eyes at least, and they will still crush you. It, it is possible yeah. to play perfectly and make no mistakes and still lose. Absolutely. Somebody that was, famous said that. That was Star Trek The Next Generation, my friend. That was, <laughs> that was Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Dang, the visionary. dang. That, I, I am a Trekkie. Everybody sit down. Oh, me too. 
Star Trek over Star Wars every day. 100%. I think Jamie just became he, one of my new best friends. You know what's mm. crazy is I agree with you. Oh. And I haven't watched too much Star Trek. So. Oh, like, man. Oh, wow. we, we're getting into it. Just let you know. It's because Star Wars is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Two um, good movies out of nine. Not a great batting average. I, I would argue one. <laughs> uh, controversial opinion. That, I liked The Phantom Menace. I did, too. And that was the one does I was not, not, oh, kidding, oh, no, okay. Doesn't mean it's a good movie. I was just That's talking a about, valid point. That's a valid point. You can yeah. enjoy a thing, and it can be bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, B-movies. Has, has anybody ever seen yeah, The Room? Evil, I love Evil Dead. It's my favorite. The no. Room? Yeah. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, you're tearing oh, me apart, Lisa. That's that movie. I always yeah. forget the title. Yeah, the yeah, Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St- written, directed, you're produced my favorite by Tom, Hello, starring doggy. Tommy Wiseau. Wow. Hello, doggy. I did not hit her. Uh, anyways, that cool is the reveal for the next set. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is going to be a hero. <laughs> oh, my, you know what? Uh, $10 to anybody who gets one of those like blank promo cards and draws Tommy Wiseau's face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like makes Tommy Wiseau. 10 into bucks. It. What an initiative. $10. <laughs> You're American my favorite money. Customer. Exactly. Yes. That's specialization. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we're kind of wrapping up here, but before we go, we have a recurring segment uh, called Lessons Learned. Lessons Learned, everybody! Lessons Learned, where we discuss the lesson that we've learned playing Flesh and Blood this last few weeks, uh, or week, since it's the last time we recorded. So, guess first. Jamie, what is your lesson learned this week? And you better have one, because you you went to Worlds. like You you did the whole thing this week, James. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) my lesson learned would have to be Slow and consistent will still win you the game. So during that that Commoner mm. Cup, the winner was an Ira, and he was just doing nothing fancy, just the pay, basic like block just value, standard ninja stuff. Yeah, like my hand does more damage than a block, so I'm gonna attack. It doesn't, I block. And he went undefeated in a Commoner tournament, won five rounds, and then swept top eight with Ira. There you go. And just. Just See, learn I've, how to I've do been the saying, basics. I've been saying forever now, Ira can be top tier. Oh, yeah. Commoner, Ira's top tier. 100%. I would say. Yeah. It's beautiful. Matt, what do you got for us this week? Um, Man. I, I guess the lesson learned is... Um, I, I think it just goes back to practice. Practice, practice, practice. And, like, remember stuff. Because, uh, like, playing Icelander again, I just had not pulled out the wizard... Uh, bones in a while and i was like man this is a this is rough to remember how to it's play an adaptation wizard. yeah and it's it, every hero feels different so i feel like just like kind of making sure you fight those matches more or like practice a little bit uh every week or like play a game like with something you're not used to just to kind of keep getting a refresher on it before you go to something it would be helpful so practice would be my lesson learned on on things you don't quite remember. So, Very good. Yeah. That's a solid one. Yeah. Keep those skills or I guess sharp. think about what you're going to play before you get there. <laughs> <laughs> a little preparation can save you that. a lot of trouble down the line. I haven't done that for commoner for a while. Uh, just kind of <laughs> show up and grab a random deck and then play, which is part of the fun, you know? So yeah. Yeah. how about you? Um, the biggest thing for me this last week uh, has really been like, don't get your heart set on a certain series of events. I was playing yesterday or the day before and uh, I was I was playing my olden deck mm-hmm. and I had in my hand an oak and old an autumn's touch a blizzard and then one, one other thing a blue probably probably I don't remember exactly so I was super excited I was like yes oak and old I can't use Eisenloft anymore but I got the two elements that I need my tuning wasn't actually charged I didn't have the resources to play at that turn and I spent way too long sitting there staring at my hand just thinking what do I do what do I do what do I do because I got so hyper focused on playing the oak and old that I could no longer see the other moves so the biggest lesson for me is don't get your heart set on one thing stay open to the possibilities right yeah because that'll kill you you just like take a bunch of damage even though you can't cast it and then you just like well my turns like autumn's touch Arsenal pass. What a great turn. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's willing to, you have to be willing to sacrifice the, like, Oak and Old Dare was probably the weaker play, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. You have to be willing to sacrifice You have it. to give up a little in the short term to gain in the long term. Yeah. That's a good lesson. I like it. Thanks, man. Well, guys, this has been the Bottom Tier Podcast, the best flesh and blood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is absolutely a flesh and blood podcast. A flesh and blood absolutely. podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, before we go, we have. We're at 98 subscribers on YouTube. So if you, if you have not subscribed, get us to that hundred. Uh, we're excited. Uh, it's purely for 
uh, selfish reasons because you just want to be able to have a better link of like it, on, it's not YouTube honestly, slash honestly, XY472 is going to be YouTube at this point we don't need that anymore uh, YouTube just dropped an update where they give everybody what they call handles so our URL can now be youtube.com slash at symbol bottom of your pod well, never mind. Uh, but anyways, still though, get us two way to, more subscribers, way to ruin guys. Everything Give else you're to hope for. We that that three digit number will just be a huge perk to Matt, myself, and to everybody else involved behind the scenes here at Bottom Tier. Yeah. Um. So please, if you could help us out, if you get any spicy polls in your Dynasty boxes this weekend, yes, hit us. We'll up, be posting guys. on Twitter. Uh, I might record or do a live stream. Uh, when I'm opening some packs, which would oh, be fun. So, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll be so, there. Yeah, you'll be there so we can show off cards and get you can hear us screaming and it will not be very well edited because it's just a live stream of people having fun. So, uh, But with that, Jamie, thanks for coming on the podcast. We this really appreciate it, man. Anytime. I love it here, guys. It's an absolute blast. We love having you here. Yeah. There's always a home for you at the bottom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, thanks for uh, listening and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. I'm Greg. I'm Matt. We're the bottom tier. Bye.